BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joan Carter. What up, Joan? What's going on? I got a donut in my mouth. I kind of just remembered the theme song being a little longer than that. I thought I had time to, like, down <laughs> it, and now I'm, like, choking on it. Um, I'm super excited for this episode of um, Full Court Press. <laughs> donut and all. Oh, donut man. And all. I kind of wish I... I kind of wish I had a donut in my mouth right now. Like, that'd be nice. Um, but I don't. And, fuck, I can't even remember the last time I had a donut. It's not like something that I, like, get on the reg. Like, you know, I um, – it, yeah, it's been a while. Like, but you know what? Like, what – let me ask you this. Just before we jump into things, what's your favorite donut? Uh, like, company or specific donut? Specific donut. Fuck a company. Like, uh, what's your favorite specific donut? Honestly, powdered. Powdered donuts are my favorite. Ooh, powdered. Okay. Like like a like a regular glaze but powder on it? Um, yes, yes. Uh without like the actual glazing on it, but just like a regular Sure. Uh regular donut, donut with a with, yeah. With that yeah. kind of powdered finish. Okay. Um yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, my favorite is glazed uh, uh, raspberry filled donut. Like those motherfuckers, mm. I like. I love it. Raspberry filled donut is my fucking jam, dude. Like that. Like <laughs> every time, like somebody gets like a like a dozen donuts, and there's not at least like one raspberry filled in those dozen. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're fucking up left and right, bro. Like, how did you not get at least one raspberry filled donut in this dozen? Like, you got you got the sampler pack, but you didn't get the raspberry filled. You got the you got four cream filled. Like, fuck you, dude. Uh, yeah, no, I'm all about that raspberry. Was, I love it, man. That that jam, man. Gotta get that jam. Um, but anyway, let's jump into our topics here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Let's start with the Celtics, man, the struggling Celtics. So they're on a four-game losing streak. 
they got this on-the-court tension. Um, I'm sure a lot of our viewers saw it the other night. Uh, Jalen Brown um, driving down the lane. Uh, Marcus Smart wide open in the corner. Uh, Jalen either doesn't see him or, or, you know, has confidence or, you know, wants to, you know, you know, try to draw a foul or whatever. Um, ends up turning the ball over. Marcus Smart, like, went off on him, was just like, what the fuck are you doing um, kind of scenario. Uh, and then, you know, you got, like, a, a quiet Kyrie after only scoring seven points in that game, um, you know, after, you know, just basically, like, ignoring questions. Um, he he was kind of, like, privately talking with Danny Ainge, uh, when the media came in and then he was just very kind of mum is the word, um, you know, when asked about, um, you know, Brad Stevens, uh, you know, thoughts about how to fix the team, you know, uh, you know, basically Kyrie was like, well, that's up to Brad. Uh, and then when asked about, uh, Marcus Smart's opinion, uh, on the team, you know, I mean, he basically just said to all you know, that's Marcus's opinion. I respect it. Um, you know, didn't have a lot to say. And then, you know, you know, to to take that a step further, after that game, losing to Portland last night, uh, by I think five, um, in a in a in a very close game. Uh the game against Toronto was a was a shit show. It was a fucking blowout. That second quarter was a demonstrative effort um by <clears throat> the Toronto Raptors. Uh and it, it's just not looking good for the Celtics right now. Like my odds of of Kyrie staying with the Celtics have kind of gone from at the beginning of the year like ninety nine percent down as low as like forty percent, um, and they have dipped now even lower. Like I'm I'm right at like they got like about a one third chance of keeping him. Um, just because of all the fucking turmoil and everything else, and they don't look like they're having fun, and Kyrie, like, just, um, he doesn't seem to enjoy playing with these guys. Uh, the, the system doesn't really work with them. And my, like, low-key uh, conspiracy theory, uh, I'm going to throw this out there before I pass it to you, like, lo- super low-key conspiracy theory. Um, I I kind of think, like, I don't necessarily think it's happening, but I think it's possible that it's happening. Uh, I think it may be possible that the young uh, core of this team, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, they're pulling like a silent coup on Kyrie Irving. Like every time Kyrie sits, these motherfuckers ball out. And every time he plays, they don't fucking give that same effort, and it's just like it's it's like why like why is that? Um, I think I think you could at least make the argument that there's like almost like this this kind of quiet coup going on. Um, like they don't want Kyrie there. They 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 want him to leave in free agency because if he lives in free agency, that means they re-sign Terry Rozier. That means Brown gets more touches. It means Tatum gets more touches. It means they go back to the old system of like, um, you, you know, passing and sharing the ball and everything else. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I, I don't, 
I don't necessarily think that's what's happening. I just think it's possible. Um, and, and, and I think we've seen um, them play really well together when Kyrie doesn't play in a game, not when he's off the court, but when he doesn't play in a game. Um, and, you know, I mean, they've lost four straight uh, with Kyrie. The last two that they played without and they won, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic. And I think Danny Ainge must just be, like, banging his head against the wall um, night in, night out with this all this, this this shit going on. What's your take on the Celtics right now? And what do you think about my conspiracy theory? Or the possibility well, of my conspiracy theory? I'll start with that. I'll say if they are doing that, they got some real nerves. Um, I think what a lot of people blow out of proportion is um, you could say the Eastern Conference was nowhere near as strong as it is right now um, last season in the playoffs. Um, you had a Philly sure. team that, that on paper should have beaten this, this Boston team. Couldn't. They got outcoached. Yep. Uh, they got outcoached and they got outplayed. Yep. Um, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. Uh, the, the same uh, Milwaukee Celtics team. First round. Right. Had to struggle against Milwaukee just to get out of there again. Mm-hmm. You were playing a team inexperienced, hadn't been there before. You could also attribute that a little bit to that coach, the coach that no one really believed in outside of maybe the players. Um, and then you get no, to the cast. No, I don't even think they believed in <laughs> Yes, very true. Um, then you get to the cast. Interim coaches. No one, no one believes that if LeBron had an actual good team, that LeBron would have struggled as much as he did. Um, so it's like – we were blowing last year, I feel, out of proportion. Now, if this Celtics team I think so were, able to, were able to do that this year against this strong East, then you'd have me. I'd have absolutely nothing to say. I'd be like, Kyrie's got to go. But we blow last year out of proportion. I think what we forget is the fact that these young kids who think they're the next big thing and they're the superstars mm-hmm. and they need more touches, when you had that entire opportunity in Game 7 in the last two minutes of that game, you were nowhere to be found. You couldn't buy That's a true. shot. You That's could true. not buy a shot. You also, do you know what they played, Nick, in the last two minutes that a lot of people don't talk about because it's not as flashy of a headline as Kyrie's horrible? They were playing isolation basketball. You had Tatum throwing mm. up threes. You had Rozier throwing up threes. You had Brown throwing up threes. There was no working the ball. And this was against a bad Cavaliers team. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is I, we blow it out of proportion. Can you say that Kyrie is coming in as the, the big guy in town that demands the touches, the points, whatever? Sure, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. It's the same thing Kyrie had to realize when LeBron came into town. Of course. But can we say that Kyrie is the reason why this team is bad? No. no. This team needs Kyrie. <laughs> this team does. You see well, it in those big moments. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, here's the thing. Are they – can they win a championship without him? No. Absolutely not. Um, but are they better without him? Maybe. Maybe they are. And I will posit this. Can they win a championship with him? I don't – think so like and hear me out here hear me out um and i'm not just talking about like the warriors are are so much better than everybody else and you know blah 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 like 
So let me let me rephrase that. Can they win the Eastern Conference uh, with him? Again, I don't think so. And I think this is the big thing that maybe we took for granted at the beginning of the year. We we all bought into the hype of, wow, the Celtics were so fucking good without Kyrie, without Gordon, you know, and, like, they got both those guys coming back and everything else. Well, like, just let's just look at it on paper, like, what they are now versus what these other three teams, top three teams in the East are. Um, let's let's talk. Who's the the best player on the on each team? Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Kyrie Irving. Kawhi Leonard is at least on par with Kyrie Irving this year. Um, historically, he's better. Um, he he's you know had 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 to rest a lot of games and everything else, but I still think he's a better player. Um, he plays defense at a very high level, which is something that, you know, Kyrie can't do or, or just doesn't do. Um, so I still think he's the better player. Um, and then if you take the Sixers, like Joel Embiid is their best player. And he's, I, I think that's where you get a little closer to the argument. Like, um, you know, maybe uh, Embiid's ineffectiveness um you know, kind of uh, against the Celtics gives you like a gives you an edge there. Um, Horford just seems to have his number for whatever reason. Uh, well, there, it's not for whatever reason. There's actually like three or four reasons that I could give you why that is. Um, but I, I don't want to belabor that point. Um, but like even still, okay. So like let's work backwards uh, from the Sixers. Uh, you know, the, the, so Kyrie is your best player. Embiid, like let's. Let's say you give a little bit of that edge to Kyrie, um, but but like now you're talking Jimmy Butler, uh, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris. Yeah, they they got to all figure it out. But like you stack up Boston's two, three, and four, they're not that good. Um, and yeah, you can like argue the depth factor, but the, the you know Philly kind of addressed their depth uh, at, at those. Uh, trade deadline deals, they didn't address their biggest thing, which is three-point shooting, but they at the very least address, like, depth. Like, they have bodies, they have players. Um, so there's that. Uh, you know, again, working your way back, um, let's look at Toronto. They have the most depth of any fucking team. Uh feel like the only team that you could really argue, um, you know, might have more depth than them is Clippers. Um, but, like, Toronto's got like all the depth that they need. They have Kawhi Leonard. Um, now, if you're if you're stacking up one, two, three, and four, maybe the Celtics have an argument there. Um, but like it's 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 debatable. Um, and then you move your way back to uh, the Bucks again. They've got the depth now. They've got two, three, and four of Middleton. Uh, what I guess Bledsoe, and then. Uh, I don't know who, who 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 do you think would be their fourth guy? Um, Marisic? No, I I because he's kind of more of a bench guy. He splits minutes with Ilyasova. I I would probably say um, Lopez just because of his value to the team. Oh yeah, um, yeah, gotcha. But but nevertheless, like I mean, I mean Marisic is a better player than Lopez. But just like for 
their team value anyway. Um, but like, not like so again, like you, you're talking about like, how does this team stack up? Are are they really as good as we thought they were coming into this season? And that's the thing. I like you know Kyrie was like quoted like two or three days ago saying like. You know, you know, like, I don't think anybody can beat us in a seven-game series because they got me and we're the best team and yada, 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 what have you. I think they are. I don't think they are the most talented team. I think we just took for granted um, that they overperformed in last year's playoffs. Um, they somehow managed to go seven games in, in the Eastern Conference Finals and play a very weak East. Well, every other team in the East has gotten better. And, like, we all just said, like, well, you know, they're getting Kyrie back and they're getting Hayward back. Um, well, we all know the story on Hayward. He hadn't been that, that great. Um, and maybe, you know, the last 20 games of the season, he'll be able to kind of, um, you know, take a step forward. And we've seen, you know, a, a couple of other steps happen recently. Um, but I, I just – I don't know if they are that talented. I don't think um, – I, I, I just don't think they are as good – or as talented as all these other teams. I think the one saving grace that they had was they were super well coached, and with Kyrie on your team, and you're not able to run Brad Stevens' offense, and Brad Stevens is having to learn how to incorporate Kyrie um, and how to incorporate like this this um, this uh, kind of one-on-one style play that Kyrie likes to do. Um, I, they have not been able to figure it out. I just I don't think they're that good. I mean I don't. I I think honestly, I think they will be fortunate to make it out of the first round. Because um, if they play Philly, I know they've got. I don't think they are going to play Philly. I think they're going to play Indiana, and I think they'll beat Indiana. But I think that'll be a six-game series. Um, and, uh, I, you know, but if they do play Philly, you know, I think despite their, you know, quote unquote, uh, odds against Philly and and the fact they beat them last year and they played well against them this year and all that in a seven game series, that kind of goes out the window. Um, and I think despite, uh, all of the history, I think Philly would beat them. Um, just given the, the superior talent, I think they would. Um, and I, I, I think best case scenario, they're a second round out. I, I don't see them making it past the second round. I don't see them beating any particular – I think the one chance they have is that um, they end up being so bad that they somehow match up with Philly – in the second round, and I, I, I can't. I and you know what? Like, no, that I mean, that wouldn't happen anyway because they would have to play like Toronto in the first round. They're not going to be that bad. Um, so, like, no, I mean, I just don't see them beating uh, either Milwaukee or Toronto in, in a seven-game series. Um, and that's who they would be playing in a, in a second-round series. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I think I think we just we just gave them too much credit for their run last year. Um it's it's almost kind of similar to us 
uh, all bowing down to New Orleans run uh, in the West last year and just thinking, well, damn, they got it figured out. They're, like, really good. And then, you know, when the offseason came, you know, we were like, well, you know, losing Rondo sucks and losing Boogie, you know, that sucks. But, you know, they got Julius Randle. And over Peyton, you know, if he can, you know, he he can kind of be like Rondo. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, no, um, that that team's not good. Uh, and I think Boston's obviously not on the same level as New Orleans, but they're not as good as we thought they were. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, Jawan, uh what do you think about that? I mean, it, do you think that I'm crazy in thinking that that the Celtics aren't that aren't as good as we thought they would be, or maybe aren't as good as we think they should be? I do think you're crazy, but in this sense, not entirely. But in this <laughs> sense, no, uh, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, I compare I oh, compare yeah. a lot of basketball storylines to football because they're almost identical. Um, and what I mostly compare it to is after losing to the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl, there are a lot of people that just started the season like New England will be back. They'll be back. Um, the season went. New England was struggling a lot. Then you had the Chiefs looking like the, the Bucks. You had the Chargers looking like the, the Raptors. Um, you had the Steelers hanging in there like the Sixers are. And then you just kept telling yourself like, all right, this is the year. Like, this is the year. These these other teams that never get a chance to go, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Steelers, they're going. Like, they're going to top of New England. Whatever one of those three teams faces New England, they're going to beat them. And then we saw what happened. They got outcoached. Uh, they got outplayed by, by the other team's best player. Um, and then it, it, it happened to where youth wasn't able to beat experience. And I think when I look at it, yes, Milwaukee, obviously better team. Toronto, obviously better team. Uh, Sixers, I don't agree with you on that. That is still 50-50 to me. Uh, and it's not even because of the, the Celtics having their number or anything like that. I just I, – I don't see enough from the one guy on the Sixers I wanted to see more of and just haven't had a signature game from them yet. Um, yeah. But I look – Yeah, well, Jimmy – that, that team's going to live and die by Jimmy Butler. That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen a signature moment yet from Jimmy. I kind of feel like he's been overly No, you, we saw ball. it in the second game he played for the Sixers, and then we haven't seen it since. Like, that's the problem. Okay, but, okay fine. I, I'll give you that. But still, I, I, it's just something off about it that, that's just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, yeah. they're great. No, I, but I it's you. 50-50 if they play Boston first round. I, I see I think, Boston like this. I think if you – I'm sorry. I think if you ask – I think if you ask Elton Brand, honestly, if he could have – if he had known he was going to get Tobias Harris, um, I don't think he would have made that trade I, I, for a multitude of reasons, namely because of salary cap, but, like, also just, you know, if you get, like, a that kind of, like, um, elite scoring uh, player, like, in, in, in Tobias Harris who can – like do everything as far as offensively. Um, like I, I don't think you make the trade for Butler because you're comfortable with Robert Covington 
doing everything now that you're asking Jimmy Butler to do. Um, and, and Robert Covington does all of those things better and is way cheaper. Um, so, like, I, I totally see where you're coming from there. Yeah, but I, I, I see the Celtics like this. I see the Celtics to where they play Sixers first round. I have Celtics. I'm going to just be super clear on this now. So, you can hold me to this. Um, if the Celtics, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Celtics play, let's say they get past the Sixers, play either Bucks or Raptors in the second round. If they lose to them, I think what we keep overlooking is take this function out of it. If they lose, it's because the Bucks or the Raptors were a better team. Dysfunction or That's not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think – Right, so what I'm that's saying exactly is, what I'm saying. Right, so that's why I said I didn't think you were crazy completely, just right. a little bit. Gotcha. Like, I did understand what you were yeah. saying. Um, I personally, and you can hold me to this right now, I am taking the Celtics um, to make it out of the East. That is who I'm relying Damn. on. Damn. Um, I believe in Brad. I believe coach, coaching and basketball isn't as powerful as it is in football, but it's still really powerful. Um, and I, I just, I side with him and the idea of these guys come playoff time, regardless of how they feel about Kyrie, they won't let it affect the opportunity to winning a championship. Um, I do not think any of this that's, that's going on, the dysfunction or whatever you want to say it is, will, will seep into the playoffs. I believe once they get into the playoffs, they will figure out exactly what they need to do. Because I think one of the things we do keep forgetting about as far as their chemistry on the court. It looks really bad. But I think what we keep forgetting is the idea of Kyrie did play with this team for about 50 to 60 games last year. Um, so it wasn't yeah. like Kyrie had never played with this team. And they looked really right. good. I'd even say somewhat unbeatable with Kyrie last they year. They did look, I think the they idea looked is, way better I think, last year. Right. I think the idea of this year is you had Tatum have a full offseason of people telling him you're the next big thing. I think you had Jalen right. Brown hearing, you have potential to be the next big thing. You had Scary Terry, people right. saying, yo, get your own team, you're that guy. So right. now you have guys yeah. who had no ego who now have the largest ego. And we know Kyrie has the largest of large egos. So I think that's what's butting heads in that locker room. You have guys that feel like, I could do it, see what I did last year? I could do it, see what I did last year? But Kyrie <laughs> walks in and goes, I got a ring, shut up. Did so you, I, I, I did you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, did you see the the jump episode where Amin was talking about like the the first class white bathrooms? Yes, 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 yes. I did. That's it. Yeah. For, for our viewers ahead, who didn't see it, he basically said like, "Yo, like it, 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 to to sum it up, he was like, there's like a, you if you've never used like a like a um, first class airline bathroom." Like you have no idea like how spacious it is compared to like the the like coach bathroom, and basically uh, you know all of these guys, um, all these young guys have gotten used to using that bathroom, and now Kyrie's like, no, 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 y'all gotta y'all gotta be in coach. Um, and I I think that is honestly just like the best fucking uh, analogy for all of this. Um, so I totally agree with you. I think uh, I think. Um, Yes, they have gotten maybe not egos. Uh, they, I'm sure they have though, um, but they've gotten used to like the spotlight and, and and playing in big moments and everything else. And you know what's crazy is I remember saying last year that I think that 
Gordon Hayward going down could be a blessing in disguise because he's got those those young guys more minutes, Brown and Tatum. And it very much looked like it going down the stretch of the season. Um, and then even after Kyrie got hurt with them going deep into the playoffs. But, I mean, it, it, reality is a fickle thing, and maybe that's the case. It, at least how it played out with Kyrie going down and everything. Like, it, you know, those guys getting those big minutes, it, it could prove to be, uh, you know, the sort of the downfall as far as the Kyrie era in Boston. It could be, and I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Again, I'm not a Celtics fan, so I'm not, like, sheared and biased. So I'm not blind to, to some of the obvious. Like, me taking that leap of faith with them saying they're going to make it out of the East is my trust in the ability of these guys. Smart is still that irritating defender. Horford, I assume, is still uh, that guy that is supposed to be that on-court leader. I don't know about the locker room, but he, uh, you still – He looks way better than he did early in the season. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, you got Morris, who's still that guy that can ball out and defend. Uh, Jalen Brown, who, I, like we always say, Nick, you can't teach size. Uh, and he has a great size for right. defending. He might be off. Uh, offensively, but the guy can still defend. You have Tatum, mm-hmm. who can still be a walking 30. And then you have Kyrie. Um, and I don't I don't want to forget about Terry Rozier. He's just been super struggling, but um, Terry is still there. So I, I believe in the idea that these guys, when it comes time to playoffs, and the lights are as bright as they could possibly be, they will not let, if it is their dislike for Kyrie, um, affect their ability their chance to win an NBA championship. Again, if they do lose, it will purely be no other reason than the other team was better than them. Like, it's not like last I, year. Like, if they had lost they had lost to the, uh, the, the Milwaukee in the first round, we would have been like, well, what, you know, they didn't have Kyrie, they didn't have Hayward. Like, it, it'd be shrouded in excuses. If everyone remains healthy, I do not think we should give them any excuse. It should be no. lost purely because the team that beat them was better than them. And that should be the only headline that comes out of that. Besides, of course, you know, like now that the, the Celtics are out, is Kyrie gone? Outside of that, I don't right. want to hear any other excuse uh, for why they lose other than the team is just better than them. Um, and I will say each, each round that the Celtics are in, it should go seven uh, seven games, or it'll be a disappointment of the season. That's where I lay on. I believe that, that if they play Sixers first round, it will go seven. Um, and again, I pick the Celtics. And if they pay uh, play sorry Bucks or, or Raptors, I'm still going Celtics. I have the utmost faith in Kyrie's ability to close games and faith in Brad Stevens to orchestrate games. And as long as those two guys are there. I'm looking at them like Brady and Belichick, like of the NBA, to where it's kind of just like, I don't want to count them out. I don't want to count them out, so they they're out. <laughs> that's right. That's where I remain on it. No, I mean I hear you. I mean I I I just disagree. <laughs> I I just don't think. And again, I agree with you. Uh, if and when they lose, um, it will be because they are not the team that we thought they were. Um, and I, I just feel like I've seen enough at this point to make that proclamation that they're not as good as we thought they were. 
Um, I but do we'll also see. want you to know, say, we'll, Nick. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I do also want to say last thing. The idea of they're not as good as we thought they were, I don't think that's where we should go. I think we should go the East is better than we thought it would be. Um, that's because fair. If the East wasn't this good, Very fair. I, don't think we, I don't think we'd be looking at this like that because we would still say as dysfunctional as they are, they're still the best team in the East. But I think because Very the East is so, is so competitive, we're now looking at them like you're underachieving because the East is so strong. You should be up there in the higher tiers right. rather than kind of dwindling in the middle. So I think that's kind of where I look at it um, in the sense of the East just got better rather than the Celtics got worse. Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree with you there. I mean, the obviously with the with the Bucks, they made, you know, yeah, I kind of went off the map as far as my GM of the year um, in Tuesday's episode, and I picked John Horst. Uh, of Milwaukee because of all of the moves that he made, both in the off season and you know both trading for George Hill um, and then trading for Miritich. Um, I, I you know I think it, you know they have gotten better um, and obviously adding Coach Bud um, has just amplified uh, them getting better. Um, but also I mean obviously uh, the, the Kawhi fit in Toronto has worked out splendidly like I mean he's just been perfect for them um and then you look at Philly and you know they've obviously um you know regardless of um fit and everything else can't argue that you know Jimmy Butler is better than uh, like overall is is better than Covington uh and Tobias Harris is fucking way better than Sarich so yeah, I mean, all yeah, all those teams have gotten better. Like you're absolutely right. Um, so I I don't think you can undersell that. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I I'm I'm not. I I feel bad for Luke because I, mean, I don't feel that bad for Luke because you know I mean he he's a he's like a diehard Boston fan. Um, so, you know, I mean, he's still got the Patriots and the Red Sox to fucking be happy about. So I, I don't feel that <laughs> bad for him that the Celtics, you know, are going to shit the bed in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, it's still, um, in the, in the context of this show and, and that being his team, I feel a little bad for him. Just a little bit. Uh, but let's move on. Fair enough. Um, let's talk the languishing Lakers. <sighs> Walton. I mean, fucking Luke Walton, he's on the hot seat, um, as he, as, kind of as he should be, as much as I hate to fucking say that, because I actually do think he's a good coach. Um, but he was <laughs> reportedly left behind in their loss uh, to New Orleans. Um, just left behind. Like, he went on the bus, and they just left without him. Uh, and then, um, you, know, to, uh, you know, last night still LeBron was like, um, visibly seen outside the huddle, um, and, and and that was kind of like a, a weird moment in time, so to speak. And of course, they've got the stacking losses. Um, they did win last night. Uh, it was a narrow victory, but they did win. They closed the gap. Um, they're now, I think, three games behind the eighth seed. They're one game behind the Kings, uh, who are in the ninth seed. Um, but Things are really not looking good for them. That that like 
the Lakers missing the playoffs at this point is looking very verisimilitudinous. Like, like there's still that just slight amount of of you know like skepticism because yes they have LeBron, but it's looking like it will happen. It's looking like it's a very high probability chance that it will happen. Um, Jawan, <laughs> do you agree with me in this? Do you think that the the, the Lakers um, their their chances of making the playoffs? Are, are so slim, and do you uh, do you have any idea what the definition of the word verisimilitudinous is? I <laughs> uh, completely thought it was made up, um, but I should have known if you were saying it, it was definitely a word. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, listen, I, I said it last time uh, we, we discussed this, that I just, it's one of those feelings where it's just like, you kind of just got to bet on LeBron. So, like, it's – I mean, you don't have to. I personally will bet on LeBron so LeBron is not in the playoffs. I don't think he's been outside looking in since, like, maybe his first or second year in the league. Second year Um, was the last time he did, yeah. Yeah, okay, so second year. So, I just don't feel comfortable saying that. So, like, he isn't. Um, But it's it's not looking good. I I think one thing Laker fans – should be thanking the uh, the heavens about is that for some weird reason the the Pelicans chose are, are choosing to punish AD for not wanting to be there. Even though you should be <laughs> you should love the idea of sticking it to the team that uh, tried to take your best players. So the idea that AD had like 22 points in 21 minutes and then you sat him for the rest of the game is completely <laughs> weird to me. Um, my favorite my a, favorite part about the Sorry, my favorite part about no, the whole game was when 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 LeBron hit that like step back three off one foot. Um, mm-hmm. You you know what shot I'm talking about, right? Um, yeah, yes, I do. Like, like there was a camera angle that like zoomed in directly on AD's face after he made that shot, and like AD's face was just like, <sighs> like you like yeah. to me. That face says, if I was playing in this game, we would have won. Like, cause, like despite everything that's happened, uh, like, you did, like, you should want to beat the fucking Lakers. Like, that should be the, mm-hmm. the, the, the game. Like, I know they beat him without him in the other game and all that. But, like, he's already played well. You, I mean, you're, you're going up against him. Like, that should be one of the few games where you're like, we're going to fucking play AD down the stretch. Like, to like, just for, for no other reason, like, like we're going to shove it in their face so they didn't get him. You know, like, I agree with you. I think they should have played him down the stretch of that game. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You want to punish AD for not wanting to play for your franchise? Cool. I am purely speaking, for that one game against the Lakers, you let him get 90 if it is, if it is like, even remotely possible. Yeah. Um, so he could stop, you know, the Lakers from winning that game. Um, the, the Lakers have major issues, and unlike the Celtics, they don't have that great coach. I think Luke is a good coach, um, and I think yeah. if you send him to somewhere like Phoenix, maybe like maybe he could help groom those kids yeah. into becoming um, really great talent. Uh, I completely mm-hmm. agree. I think Luke Walton is a slept-on coach, but it's really hard. 
I'd like to see him go to Chicago. Chicago would be great. Chicago. I only. I want think it Phoenix would be only because they don't like their I kind of feel they like they don't like their fucking but, coach now. They don't like their coach now. I mean, he's a fucking asshole. He made him run fucking suicides for for God's sake. Um, he made you know Wait a minute, guys who make millions of dollars a year <laughs> run suicides. Um, and uh, like I I I think I just think Luke Walt if he does get fired this off season, um, which I think if they don't make the playoffs, he will. If they do make the playoffs, I think he still might. I, I, I Scrap all that. I think he will be fired this offseason. I, I just think LeBron, his clout carries too much. I, I think he likes guys that just simply let him run the show. And, you know, he's he's already kind of gotten buddy-buddy with their assistant coach. I forget his name. Um, but Brian I think Shaw. that will be – yes that he will be their, their head coach next season. Um, but like market eight, uh, you know, you can quote me on that. He will be their head coach. Um, but, um, no, I mean, I think he would be great for, uh, for Chicago. Um, especially if they get, you know, John Morant in the draft, they would have like a, a, a nice starting five at that point. Um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I no, I, I, we'll, I, could, we'll see if I completely fired. agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think you have to fire Luke if you're the Lakers purely because yeah. in professional sports, it's not like a company. So, like, all right, so if you're a manager of – in a regular company, a manager of your own store, and that store is doing poorly, you not only could fire that manager, you could fire the entire – like, the entire team. Like, just get rid of everybody. In sports, it doesn't work like that. So, like, you can't just say, all right, I'm going to fire the coach and I'm going to fire the players, or I'm going to keep the coach, fire the players. It doesn't work like that. Someone has to go. Since Magic and, and Palenka aren't going, Jeannie's not going, LeBron's not going, someone has to go. That has to be Luke. Um, you are the Lakers franchise, and you just got what a lot of people think is the best player in the NBA, and you didn't make the playoffs because the Kings made the playoffs. Like, that is a huge problem. Um, and that's no slight to the Kings, but I don't think anyone thought the Kings were going to be as good as they, they have been. Um, so especially if you had asked Yeah, they like, were hey, projected to we, win 25 games. Right. <laughs> I think at the beginning of the season, if you had asked, like, hey, who's going to make the playoffs, Lakers or the Kings? People would be like, are you an idiot? The Lakers, of course. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, so it's a huge disappointment no, I, I think you could. I think you could just sum it down to this. Um, hey – like, I I think the Kings might make the playoffs this year. They, they yeah. and not even yeah. will, just might. And you're and, right. and and everybody would be like, "Are you fucking retarded?" Like, dude, no. I and uh, I'm sorry, Miss Langan. Um, I should not have used that word. Um, but uh, but yeah, like that. No, that's that's ridiculously stupid. You should not think that. But right, uh, they're defying all odds. They're doing what we thought was the impossible. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like I watch the Lakers, and you talk about the Celtics doing, like, a private coup against Kyrie. I 100% think that's what the Lakers are doing against LeBron. I mean, you, you watch these kids, <laughs> none of them look like they're – I mean, again, me saying none of them looking like they're interested in playing doesn't mean they're playing bad. Like, Tatum is playing well. But you just look at him on some plays, and you kind of just go, 
just doesn't seem like he's in it. It does not seem like he's in it. And that's unusual for second-year players who are trying to, to build their, their, their selves so they can get that huge contract coming off their rookie deal. Um, so that says a lot about them, like, taking games off. It really means they don't like you. Um, I watch the Lakers, and I feel that. And what's crazy is I feel that from the veterans, too. Like, again, no one thought Tyson Sharon was going to come in and be defensive player of the year or anything like that, or JaVale McGee. Uh, but neither one of those guys were like they, they're interested in playing any defense, like, at all. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that Ingram is just, like, so good at scoring the basketball. Um, I would say all these young kids look like they're just done. They're ready for the offseason to go play, you know, I mean, to go hang out, go on vacation, and, you know, prep themselves for being traded. Um, it's just it's, – it's a mess, and it, it, it's crazy because it starts with LeBron. LeBron is playing – I get that star players take some plays off because it's like, all right, well, if you're asking me to drop 50, 10, and 10, you can't expect me to, to be – the greatest defender ever. I mean, Michael Jordan did it, but anyway, um, you look at LeBron and you just go, he's not even trying to play defense. Like, I'm not even talking about, no. like, okay, he's not going to give you his best defense. He's not even he's trying. Not. Like, he's watching guys walk. <laughs> into he, looks like, he looks like Carmelo Anthony on defense. He looks, and that's saying a lot, because you could say Carmelo was doing his best to play defense, but just didn't <laughs> care enough to, to do it. Um, so that's saying a lot. Um, but, yeah, LeBron is just – I think LeBron at the end of the day – I told you in that uh, the finals, the year they lost to Golden State when Kyrie was there before Kyrie left. It really bothered me when the guy at the – you know, after they had lost the series, the, the one reporter had asked him, like, you know, LeBron, like, how do you feel about this loss? Like, you know, the team, blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And LeBron goes, well, I average a triple-double. That's not what you yeah. say, LeBron. You say we weren't able to get it done. We tried our hardest. LeBron, right. at that moment, I realized was a me guy. Like, I didn't, really, yeah. I didn't really buy into that before. At that moment, that is a me guy. That's not what you say. That's like what Aaron Rodgers would say. That should not be what LeBron James, who was supposed to be the pinnacle of leadership, should be saying. Why? Well, I had a triple-double. So, like, you got to talk to those guys who were trash. Like, I did my part. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's what he's doing right now. Like, he's just walking around like, I had 34, 10, and 9. Like, you got to ask those guys. Like, they're not doing anything. Um, and if they do make the playoffs, I will say this. There is no amount of faith I have in LeBron that he could win even one game against Golden State. I think if they play Denver, mm. the the experience might be able to beat Denver. I don't even give LeBron yeah. one game against the uh, against Golden State looking as dysfunctional as they look right now. Yeah. I mean, I the, I feel like I wouldn't give him the one game just because of how he played with the Cavs and the you know, like he what he he got one game in the finals last year, right? Against uh game 4. Um they they won that game uh and they lost in 5. Uh, to the Warriors, um, and that and that's what guys he was really comfortable playing with, and you know everything else. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think they win one game. I I think they get swept real hard. Like I I don't I don't think it's even close. I don't I don't think maybe one of the games is close. Like I'll say this in the sense of I can guarantee close, you, like they're they're within like 
you know, maybe leading with the last six minutes in the game and then they lose by like 12, <laughs> you know, like that kind of close. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think, uh, I wouldn't give them a game. I can guarantee you that if they do make the playoffs, play Golden State in the first round, their second or third home game, uh, they will get booed like really badly, like really, 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 really <laughs> I bad. Bet. Um, yeah, that's how bad I think they'll get blown I, I just out hope, in that series. I just hope Lakers fans embrace Hawks fans, uh, and, and you know. Just give LeBron a little. Kobe's better. Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. Was, that was fucking absolutely. amazing. I think you'll hear that. I think you'll hear that. I think oh, you'll have people God, hoping sure that, that. I think you'll have people hoping that Kobe Bryant pulls a Jason Witten and comes out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, Kobe's definitely not doing that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? We we didn't talk about Walton uh, getting left behind in New Orleans. Um, is this just a haha moment, or do you think this actually means something? Like they literally left the motherfucker, um, and and like, how do how do you get on the fucking bus without your coach and and nobody fucking notices it? Like that's a thing, right? Am I crazy? That's not a thing. No, you're not crazy, but I don't put this on on the team. Like I put this a hundred percent on Luke Walton. How do you, as the head coach, get left? That's like a dad taking his family That's on vacation and the family leaves the dad. Like, how do you at no That's point go? That's a good point. How at no point do you go, there's no way these guys are leaving me. Like, are you serious? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and you would, assume, you would assume that the assistant coaches and, like, trainers and everyone were on the same, the same form of transportation. How do you guys not go, we're missing someone? Like, the, the, the guy who leads this is not here. And then you'll have someone in the back like, no, the guy who leads it is LeBron. No, 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 no. The guy who's supposed to lead yeah, it he's right is there. not here. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't put any of it on the team. I put all of it on Luke Walton. You should never get left as a head coach, ever. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that, honestly. I, I was not expecting that, but I, I can't argue with it. So I guess let's move on then. Um Let's talk a little bit about Dame. Dame Dollar, uh, he doubled down on Portland recently um, in, in, in a couple uh, quotes. Um, he basically said, uh, I do want to win a championship, but there's other, other stuff that means more to me. It's almost like I'm not willing to sell myself out for that instead of impacting this. Um, he also went on to say, I want to win a championship. I compete to win a championship, but I've learned so many other things. Um, basically, you know, I, 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 I give him a lot of respect for this. Um, I would love to see Damian Lillard, like go to LA and play with LeBron, um, or, you know, basically be traded to LA, um, you know, essentially be like, um, instead of Anthony Davis going there, because honestly, I, it's great as Anthony Davis is, I think a guy like Damian Lillard would be a much better pairing with LeBron. Like, if you if you just took that package that you were going to send for, for um, Anthony Davis and you sent it for Damian Lillard, like, um, it may, minus maybe a few things here and there to, to balance it out. Um, but, like, nevertheless, I think 
that would be a better duo, in my opinion, um, specifically because LeBron is he is not a small forward anymore. He is not. He's he's a um, non-defensive power forward, um, point forward, <laughs> if you will. Um, and and like Anthony Davis wants to play the four. Like you can't play the four if LeBron needs to play the four. Like you're going to play the five in LA. Um, which if he does that, you know, fine, whatever. Um, and and I think he would just find himself in 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 that position where he has to do that. But like Damian Lillard is the seamless fit because we've seen it before. We've seen LeBron and Kyrie work together, and like Damian Lillard is every to me every bit as good as Kyrie. Like he he, he didn't get the showcase that Kyrie does. Um, but he's he's on that level. Um, and then you got like guys like Kimball Walker who are like Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving White. Like they're like right underneath them. Um but I like it, man. I like the fact that he wants to fucking stay in Portland. Like there's not enough players like on his level, um, you know, at this juncture in NBA history who are like, fuck it, dude, I want to fucking stay put. I want to fucking win with this team. Like, you know, we, you know, we, 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 we're competitive. Um, you, you know, we might not be, you know, a championship caliber team, but, you know, we, we're like, we're at least they're one piece away always. Um, and you never know when, like, maybe that one piece will come. And, you know, I mean, they're just – they're really good. I mean, they got fucking embarrassed last season um, when they got swept in the first round. Um, and they're probably going to lose in the first round this season, honestly. Like, I'm just looking at, like, the, the you know, matchups that they could face. Um, like, they, I mean, look, look you're probably going to face either Houston – or Utah, you're probably going to lose to either one of those teams um, in the first round. And that's going to suck. And maybe his tune changes if they lose again in the first round. It could, it, that could definitely be it. But, like, I, I like it. I like the fact that, like, he's like, dude, like, I fucking love my team. I want to play for this team. How many people do you see out there say that right now? Um, it, it's a boss move. I like it. What do you think? I would like it. Well, I mean, I said I would like it more. I would respect it more if they were trash and he was saying, like, nah, nope, don't talk to me like about Kimba? trades. This is... <laughs> right, right. If, if they were trash and he was preaching, like, nah, man, I don't want to go anywhere. This is my home. Um, but the Trailblazers have always been a middle-of-the-pack team. They will always be a middle-of-the-pack team unless they can get a third guy to go with him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, what have Hold on. They ain't a middle-of-the-pack team. Like, come on. Middle-of-the-pack team is like you might make the playoffs, you might not. Um, like, they've been consistent. They make the playoffs every fucking year. They're not – that, okay, that ain't sorry. a middle-of-the-pack team. Let, let, so me, like, let, me, a, let me be like, more specific. I would say a middle-of-the-playoffs the, the middle team. They'll always sure. be a middle-of-the-playoffs team. team. Yeah. Um, and – their problems are super fixable. They have a really good coach. They have a really good one-two combo. They just need a third. Um, <laughs> that is somewhat fixable. Now, that third doesn't necessarily mean A player. 
It could mean by committee. Um, so it's just something that they have to figure out. But I do. I did want to say something about your Damian Lillard to the Lakers thing. Two things. One, I would never offer the Portland Trailblazers even remotely close to the package that I offered for, for Anthony Davis. Damian Lillard is a way better fit than Anthony Davis. Only issue is Anthony Davis is a needle-pushing player. Uh, Damian Lillard is a really good player. I don't know if he makes you oh, a contender. Fuck you. I, fuck he doesn't you. make you a contender. Damian Lillard doesn't make you a contender. No, not pairing no, with LeBron. He doesn't he doesn't, make you a okay, let me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, hold on. Let me say this. Let me let me clarify my fucking stance here. Um, mm-hmm. Like, let's say you offer Lonzo Ingram uh, two future first round picks. And I would have said Zubats, but he's not there anymore. Um, so let's say Mo Wagner. Like, you're telling me Damian Lillard, Josh Hart, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and whoever they fucking get a center is not a fucking contender if KD leaves Golden State? Oh, well, see, hold on. Now you're now you're giving, like um... – yeah, hold on, because are, okay. Are, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna take that stance, are you telling me that um, them trading that whole fucking package for Anthony Davis makes them a contender if Golden State keeps KD? I, if Golden State keeps KD, that doesn't nobody's a contender. AD and LeBron, AD and LeBron. Just think of it like this. Think of it like this. No, when you had LeBron, Wade contender. Hold on. You had LeBron, Wade, Bosch, right? And then you kind of went, they don't really have anything else around them. They found ways to surround LeBron with not only shooters, but veteran shooters who were still able to get things done. You surround LeBron. Yeah, and you so had let's say, three really good players. You get three great players. Okay. You, like, okay. you, 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 you only have two at that point. LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Kyrie, Kevin Love, none of those guys amount to Anthony Davis. None of them. None of them in the times LeBron played with them amounted to what Anthony Davis is. That guy is a walking 30. Yeah. Dwayne That's Wade. The big difference. Dwayne Wade is, is arguable, but like his injuries. So, yeah, I get no, you. No, no, no. I'm not saying Dwayne Wade's career. I'm saying Dwayne Wade when LeBron right. played with when him. When he played with when LeBron. He played with I got you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the only reason why I say Damian Lillard isn't, doesn't make you an instant contender is because Damian Lillard, like, you would have to then figure out exactly how LeBron and him work all, uh, offensively in the sense of is LeBron going to defer? Like, is LeBron going to welcome? No, no, no. It's not going to be hard at all. But AD coming to a team with LeBron James, who still seems as though he is still hanging, clinging to his prime years, um, is is dangerous because think of think of the positions he puts AD in offensively, the looks, the uh the the alley oop, the getting him uh in open court. He will make AD okay. a way better player. And AD is already an A plus caliber guy. So that immediately, regardless of what else they have so, on the team, wait, wait. pushes the needle. So you're saying essentially. The reason, okay, uh, minus the talent aspect, because obviously Anthony Davis is more talented than Damian Lillard. Um, mm-hmm. Though I think, as far as like Damian Lillard, like he's the third best point guard in the league, in my opinion. 
So you got you got Steph, you got Kyrie, then you got Dame. Would you say that's fair? It's so rough because it's like you want to put Westbrook there just off the idea that the guy's still averaging triple double. Yeah, but like Westbrook's just terribly inefficient. Like I love I love Russ, but he's terribly inefficient. He constantly takes shots that you're just like, why are you fucking taking that shot? He drives me fucking crazy. But Um, what's the one thing? What's the one thing you want from your point guard to be a good passer, right? You can depend on yeah. Russell Westbrook to be a passer day in, day out. Yeah. Forget about no. scoring. Like, he sets yes, guys up yes offensively. And no. Yes and no, because Westbrook, like Westbrook's a phenomenal fucking passer. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. I, I think he's probably the third best passer in the league. Um, but and, – and you could make an argument that he's the first best passer in the league. But he still turns the ball over a lot because he's cocky. He gets a little too cocky with his passes. Dame's like much more, um, like he get he, he like put it this way. Dame is like Kyrie, um, but he he is a better facilitator than Kyrie is. Um, he's just not quite as like 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 I I wouldn't trust him as much. He didn't have the the shake and bake that Kyrie has. Like Kyrie can just drop a dude and fucking score. Like, like Dame, he makes it a little harder for himself to score. Um, but like, it depends on those. Whatever. It depends on those. Whatever. We're talking, a lot. We're, we're yeah, but we're talking three A and three B here. Like, um, between yeah. Russ and, and and Dame. So like, yeah, it's I agree. A, but we'll just let's just say like Dame's third best. Um, okay. Uh, you know, and and let's say that the Anthony Davis is the best power forward in the league. Um, or the best center, whatever you want to call him. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that like because you're going to have to give up so much more, in my opinion, for Anthony Davis. I don't think, I, I again, I don't think it makes you. I, I think you could argue that it makes you better if you trade for Dame, just because it's proven. I get what you're saying, like. LeBron plays like that point forward position and facilitates and can give Anthony Davis all those feeds and everything. Um, but like, and yeah, to further your point, Anthony Davis can get his own buckets. You can throw it to him um, on the wing. He can create. Um, he can face up and drive to the bucket. He can face up and shoot. Um, he's really good at that. Um, and that's what he likes to do. So, like, that could give you and the kind biggest of, thing. Um, go the ahead. biggest thing that he does, he masks your inefficiencies defensively. He automatically boosts that team's defense because you that's can't true. just drive on Anthony Davis thinking, oh, I'm a you know I'm a shooter, so I'm going to screen, get him to come on me, and I'm going to I'm going to get busy on him and drop. Like, no. Because his wingspan is insane. So it's like you could think you created mm-hmm. space, but he's right there. So he makes you better defensively. Sure. What, what I'm saying is I'm not saying that if you had Damian Lillard, Kuzma, LeBron, you're not making the playoffs. But I'm saying that if you had – if that was your big three heading into – let's against Golden State without KD. Let's say they don't have KD, they don't have DeMarcus Cousins. I'm not going to be an idiot who says, oh, no, no, that wouldn't go seven rounds. they get swept. That would probably make it super interesting. But with AD, there is no one Golden State could muster 
that could ever stop Anthony Davis if you don't have Durant or DeMarcus Cousins. Like, there is no neutralizer. But if you only have Lillard and um, – You don't and, think Draymond uh, could fucking – you don't think Draymond could fucking fuck with him? No, because he wasn't able to when they played them the, the two times in the playoffs. AD got everything he mm-hmm. wanted. That team just wasn't good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's how um, I look at it. So I'm sorry if I poo-pooed I what, what you were like, saying. It's, it's still a great like fit. You don't they have, still go okay. far. Let me – let me let me post a counter argument. If okay. you have to give up everybody, who the fuck are you gonna have guard uh, fucking uh, Steph and, and Clay? But that's what I'm saying. To me, it's like I've I've always seen LeBron make it work with filling in necessary pieces. When he, whenever he needed shooters, Mike Miller's, Ray Allen's, Fatties, like guys just fell out of the, the sky. He could find someone to fill that point guard position that isn't garbage. He could find someone to fill that two position that isn't garbage. So what I'm saying is mm-hmm. I'm not concerned with what they could surround themselves by. I'm looking at it as if LeBron could do next year what he's doing right now and add Anthony Davis to that, they are automatic contenders. Every sports think, channel will tell you they are automatic contenders. I think – they need to go out and sign Kimball Walker and then trade for Anthony Davis, and then they'll be fine. Um, and that would agree. be the, the the key to their um, – that's like their, their one path to um, success. Uh, minus that, if they don't get Anthony Davis, you know, or, or they don't sign Kimball Walker, um, I, I think, you know, the Essentially, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't necessarily think they. I don't think Dame is on the block, so I don't think it matters. Um, but I, I just think the two of those guys operating together would be, um, would be hell of effective, um, and it would just boil down to what could you then pair around them defensively, um, and if you could pair around defensive players. Um, and, and I feel like it's a lot easier to get, like, defensive, you know, cheap defensive-minded centers than it is to get cheap defensive-minded, like, guards and wings. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, but I, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're, you're selling here um, because Anthony Davis is that fucking good. So I get Right, you. and I, I do want to um, clarify. I, 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 I do not disagree with you on this, though. I don't think if KD stays, I don't think adding Anthony Davis moves any kind of needle. See, because here's the thing. It's funny because only in today's time with the Warriors do we measure the NBA by if you're able to beat one team. Um, Right, yeah, you're right. More than ever before. Um, I don't measure it by that. That's why when you use that, I was kind of like – I wasn't even going to go that route. Because I think if you add Damian Lillard with Kuzma and LeBron, like I said before, I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to the the Western Conference Finals. I'm saying when you put on paper, like like when Vegas does its odds, the odds would be higher with just LeBron and AD than it would be with a completed team of like Kuzma, LeBron, uh, Damian Lillard. It just would be. Why? Because AD 
is considered, when healthy, one of the top five best players in the NBA. Damian Lillard is on the outside looking What would you consider That's Dame? That's saying. If we're going top five, top, 15, 15, top 20? I'd put Dame in the top, top 10. Top 10? I'd put him in the top 10. Because I think what, what happens See, with a lot of guys. There. I wouldn't even, Dame? I don't even, well, I, I'd have to, I'd have to like go down the list, but I don't even think I would put Dame in the top 10. I just, I wouldn't go. The, I wouldn't go further than eleven. I wouldn't go further than eleven because you'd have I, to think I how many point 15. guards are you putting. That's why I said. That's why I said fifteen twenty because I was thinking if you if you. I I was giving you that parameter, but I would think top fifteen in my opinion. I would think twelve, somewhere in, in that range. Um, I, I would, mean, I I'd I have say, to put together my list, I but say, I mean, I think he's up there. I'd say twelve, the highest. Um, but I went 10 purely because I'm thinking, okay, a lot of that top 10 are going to be forward. How many point guards am I putting in? That's, that's right. what, like I said, what will determine. He's, the, he's, to me, the third best point guard in the league. Like, I mean, you could argue, like, again, you could argue Westbrook. Um, and, like, Westbrook and, like, like, if he wasn't shooting 64% from the free throw line and shooting 24% from three, it would definitely be Westbrook. But, like, right. The bottom line is he is. So, like, and I still, I love Westbrook. Like, fucking love that guy. Um, like, there hasn't been a guy who gives every game his all since Allen Iverson. Um, and, like, just, I fucking love it. I love Russell Westbrook. But, like, Damon Lillard, dude, is just better. Like, I mean, he's, it, at least offensively. Um, like, I think, I think, though, I do think Russ's defense, uh, has has been an underrated thing this season, um, right? That people aren't talking about enough because he's he's actually been really good defensively this year. Um, but hey, man, we gotta fucking we gotta move on. Um, but before we do, I just quickly, um, I, I do want to focus on the original fucking topic that we we talked about here, um, Damian Lillard. Wanting to stay put in Portland, like, what do you think about that? Like, is that, is that like, is that what he should be thinking right now? Because you look at you look at the West. Even if they lose KD, um, does that does that move the needle for them? Right? Like, does that like? You still got to play Houston. You still got to play OKC. You got all these teams. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily favor them against any of them, right? Uh, no, you're not wrong with, with that sentiment at all. I mean, that is what he should be thinking if this is where he plans on playing until he retires. Um, but all players say that in the moment. But one of the biggest right. things these guys have to remember, well, let me not say have to remember, a lot of things we have to remember is, it's tough to watch guys you got drafted with win championships or guys you got drafted yeah. with go super further than you. Um, yeah. I wouldn't blame them at all for wanting to leave because it's, it's really difficult to do. Like Melo is the only one out of the three that was a huge three from that draft, that 0-3 draft. It does not have a ring. That has to hurt Melo. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you take all that into account, and it's just like, I don't know how wanting to be great and watching others win rings doesn't want to motivate you to either get the GM to 
to you know, By the way, move the needle four. or your team or to move you. It's a big three. That's a big four. It's a big four. You forgot Chris Bosch. No, I, I meant the the big three that that had the rings: Wade, Bosch, and and LeBron. Melo being. Oh, okay. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. I got yeah, no, man, I I feel you. Like I, I respect it. I think it's I think it's uh, admirable um, for him to want to stay there, and especially like given the the climate and the nature of everything, I think it's respectable. Um, and I I hope that Katie leaves next year, and Portland at least finds himself in a fighting position to actually have a chance to win it. I just don't think they ever will i think like they're gonna the only way that they could win a championship is if they draft a dude like late and he just becomes like a fucking like a kyle kuzma type but even better um and then they're able to like package that uh and say zach collins um for like something like ridiculously great um, it was, it's really unfortunate to me that they, they weren't able to make a Jimmy Butler offer. I really thought that they would be the kind of team that would want to really make a Jimmy Butler, like a, a legit Jimmy Butler offer. And we never even heard about him. Um, so that was kind of frustrating to me. Um, so I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how, you know, that all kind of, plays itself out. Um, yeah. But let's move on. Um, I want to talk now about your Knicks. Because these motherfuckers have won two straight. And, like, obviously the tank is on. Like, we all know this. But um, they beat the Spurs uh, a couple days ago. And who who else they beat? They beat somebody else more recently. Orlando, they just beat. That's right. And so, like, they're they're on a two-game winning streak. Is this good? Like, is this a good idea for, like, your Knicks to be winning games right now? Like, you're supposed to be tanking. You need need Zion. Um, Granted, like, we all know that the the draft um, has, has shifted, has changed. Got the, the bottom three teams all get 14% chance of, of getting the topic. But if you're, you know, the further away you get from the worst record, the, the further you can slip as far as um, what your, your, your bottom possibility is. And because of the way that shifted, your bottom possibility is now the highest possibility. Like the Knicks it, or whoever, currently the Suns, um, they have a much higher percentage chance of getting the fifth overall pick than any of the other picks. And they have um, like a almost like combined chance of the one through four is not that much higher than five. Um, so like, what do you think about the Knicks like winning these last two games? Like they need to be losing these games, right? I'll say this. I'll say no. Um, as much as Fuck I want to say yes, I'm glad like, you said it. Keep losing. I was setting you losing, up. Keep I'm losing. Glad you, I'm <laughs> glad you keep it real. Let's do it. I I will say this. We as Nick fans have to think of it like this. We at the beginning of the season 
were wanting the Knicks to be good. We didn't want them to be trash. We wanted to see some improvement, uh, see some growth, see some semblance of a future. And everyone that we've been waiting all season to see grow has been growing. Trier, Robinson, Knox, uh, Moutier has been playing really good. Dennis Smith Jr. is definitely a bright addition to the team. Um, so you can't be mad at them being You forgot about that, my dude. Who'd I forget? Frank. Frankie Smoke. Oh, well, he, just, he hasn't been playing recently, so that's the only reason I didn't mention Frank. Uh, Frank. <laughs> wow, Frank. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't like him very much. No, he does not. Um, even though it's weird because, like, if you get rid of Moutier and you keep Frank, Frank is a great guy. Frank is the guy you want next to a, a uh a score-friendly guy like Dennis Smith Jr. Because not only can or he facilitate, Irving. right? But not right. Even even more specifically, but not only can Frank facilitate, he's a really good defender, and you need that. That's what helps defender. Steph. Uh, that's what helps Steph in those years before they got KD. Is that Clay was so this, good at defense? Like I was, if I was his agent, if I was Frank Nilkina's agent, I'd be like, yo, like I just want you to take. A thousand corner threes a day. That's all I want you to do. Just like don't work on any other aspect of your game. Just take a thousand corner threes a day and get decent at them. Like if you can make thirty five percent out of corner threes, like you're gonna set yourself up to be a very effective player when Kyrie and Katie come to town. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And the guy that I wanna give a lot of credit to because it's He's the kind of guy Enos Tanner just couldn't see, is uh, DeAndre Jordan. Um, and I love that DeAndre said he'd be willing to stay uh, if the Knicks kept him. He's been an amazing influence on, on Mitchell Robinson. Now, let me explain that for anyone listening that's not a Knicks fan. Mitchell Robinson, sure. at the start of the season, was fouled out before the second half at least eight times. Right. The guy yeah. couldn't stay on the floor. And now, again, right. I'm not saying this is only because of DeAndre Jordan, but since DeAndre's gotten there, Mitchell Robinson hasn't been fouling out. Mitchell Robinson has stepped up his game as a defender, both in the perimeter, uh, you know, on the post, coming out. Like, he's just really upped his game defensively. And I think a lot of that has to do with the idea of DeAndre helping this guy out. Um, and just being more of a mentor to that guy. So I, I really do hope they hang on to DeAndre Jordan. Um, he's a great veteran to have, and he's not horrible. Like, he's, he's a, a good player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, Knicks, the Knicks are in a great position because, like me and Joel have been preaching, if you, if you don't get any of these uh, top three agents, um, but you get Zion, that's still a great future. You get RJ, uh, that's a good future. I, I I don't know if I'm ready to say RJ can will be as great as I'm projecting Zion to be, but it'd be a welcome addition. Um, and I just kind of feel like I want these RJ, guys to develop. Go ahead. RJ, RJ is like, I'll, I'll say this. He is, um, his ceiling isn't nearly as high as Zion, but his floor is probably higher than Zion's. Um, like he's, he's going to be great. I think, like, I think, um, I honestly, I think you're looking at, um, 
somewhere in between Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum. Like, and, and it could trend either way, um, but I would, as of right now, I would lean more towards Tatum, and he could even surpass Tatum. Like, he, I mean, he could. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, I, I mean, I think, I think both those guys are going to be fucking great. Um, so, I mean, I think if you get either one, and, and even Cam Reddish, like, Cam Reddish is going to be, to me, like an Otto Porter type. He's not going to be Which is a really first good or piece second option. Yes, um, but like if you're if you're building a team uh, and, and you can get a guy that's an auto porter type um, and and you know hopefully um, not be in the crazy cap year situation where you're paying him max money because um, that doesn't happen often. Um, People like Otto Porter don't get max contracts usually, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean he, he's he's a good piece uh, to, to to add to any roster. He's just not the piece um, to to you know m- make you great. Uh, but honestly, like if if you add Kyrie and KD, I, I kind of I. I Part of me, I okay. I think RJ is not the guy you want with those two because he needs the ball, um, at least somewhat. Like, and if you got two other guys who need the ball, um, that's troublesome. Um, so you put him on a team like the Hawks, and Trey needs the ball, you know. But like, like he's the only one on that team who who has that. So like, they can balance that, right? Like we've seen. Uh, CP3 and Harden balance it, um, but like you put them on a, a on a, on a team like the Knicks, and if they get the guys that I think they're going to get, then yeah, maybe it doesn't work. Um, but like, uh, so Zion, you know, could work because I don't I don't think he needs the ball as much. But I honestly I think Cam could be the best possible guy for you guys, simply because that motherfucker can shoot. Um, and you know, that's, that's something that you would need, uh, alongside, um, the rest of your, 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 your core. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think honestly the, the Knicks drafting at like three or four could be, um, as, as good long-term, if you will, um, as, uh, as them getting one or two, um, yeah. All depending on, on, on Kyrie and KD, of course. Very true. But the, the biggest reason, well, let me not say the biggest. Another great reason to have Zion, if you're the Knicks, is because it gives you flexibility to then decide, do I want to keep Zion long-term, have KD and Kyrie kind of like mentor him, so like when they're gone, um, he's the future of the Knicks, or do I want to immediately flip him for Anthony Davis? Um, and then go Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. So it gives you options. I personally, unless KD and Kyrie commit to four or five-year deals, I kind of prefer to hang on to Zion um, because they're very flip-floppy, especially in last years of their deals um, or approaching last years of their deals. Um, so I just, I always love to have that, that in the tuck. 
So Zion, if we get Zion and then get those two guys, I don't necessarily want to flip them. Because to me, it's really hard to believe that if the East stays like it is, right, like the Bucks, you know, don't get any, like, huge, huge, huge names. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Leonard stays in, in Toronto. You would have to kind mm-hmm. of favor the Knicks, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. Like, Anthony Davis would only be, like, the Warriors getting DeMarcus Cousins, but, like, way better. Um, so it's like you don't really right. need a, a needle pusher when you have KD and, and, and Kyrie in their prime, but it's just a cherry on top. So I, I'd prefer to hang on to Zion. But like I said, it gives us options. Um, my yeah. only concern, Nick, would be getting Kevin Durant is that I think he would stunt the growth of Kevin Knox, only because I don't really see Kevin Durant playing Interesting before. Interesting you say that. I don't see him playing the four to allow Knox to play the three. And I think if you – because think of it like this. Knox has had a very rocky but year in his rookie year. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, he has. Well, but hasn't hasn't Knox been more effective at the four than the three this year? No, he has. But if I have Durant, I don't want Knox at the um at, at the four. I, I, I don't want him doing it. But, again, it all depends on who we draft because if we draft Zion, I want Zion at my four, not Knox. So that right. knocks him completely yeah. out of the starting lineup. Unless Fizzle right. goes. And then Fizzle said, after the, Fizzle said he would go uh, positionless basketball. We all know that's really hard to do, but he could flirt around mm. with playing knocks at the two some games, but I, I just I don't see it. I, I, yeah. I don't see it. I no. see him bringing him off the bench. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how you could pick him over Trier at this point. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's tough, man. I. I could see, like, best-case scenario to me, um, you're looking at, um, uh, let's say, well, obviously, best-case scenario, you get Zion. But let's say aside from Zion, let's say aside from any draft pick, best-case scenario, you're getting Kyrie and KD. So you have Kyrie at the point. You have, um, let's say, Neil Aquina um, at your two simply because of the defense. Um, let's say, you know, he can he can finally hit at, at least a menial amount of shots from three. Um, KD at your three, uh, Knox at your four, and Robinson at your five. Um, like, I think that ultimately um, any player that you draft um, short of Zion will be coming off the bench um just just based on your your roster um but i think if you draft zion i definitely think that no matter what if you get those two guys no matter what kind of deal they sign you trade for anthony davis if you can um because anthony davis brings that whole package that you said with that, that you like basically were like this is why the Lakers are better uh, with AD than than Dame, um, like if you can do it, like you you make that happen because you compare those three guys, it just right. it's lights out. Like you've got the best you you've got the best starting lineup. I don't care who the other two guys are. You got the best starting lineup in the East, um, and hopefully you can keep Mitchell Robinson. Like that would be that would be my ultimate hope. Um, I'd say that maybe you could keep. Maybe you could keep either one of Neil Aquina and Trier and keep Robinson 
and then so you're 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 trading Knox, Zion. Um, again, I'd have to go back and look at the money. I think I honestly, I, I as Dennis Smith, you'd be throwing him in there. Um, I I would have to go back and look at the money to see how, um, because you because uh, you know everybody says you got you got two max slots. You don't have two max slots with a number one overall pick. Um, right. You gotta you, you still gotta move on uh from like a little bit of salary in order to create those two max slots. Um the big question is like who do you give up and, and, and what do you flex to to you know, make this team the best it can be. But um I'm I'm sorry, you were gonna say something? No, I was just gonna say if I'm like let's say, you know, that you do make that trade. If I'm the Pelicans, I'd have to be bigger idiots than the Nets to not want Trier and Mitchell Robinson. Um, if it was the beginning of the season, I could get it. Um, but now to have seen, like, a larger sample size and to see how Mitchell's growing into not only his NBA he body, but good. he's maturing. Um, there's no way you see that and you go, I'm going to let AD go and not bring in a guy who, at least defensively, is exactly what Anthony Davis was. So, I mean, you yeah. have to just purely be an idiot to not want Mitchell Robinson. And like I said, it's really tough because if you're a Knicks fan and you look at these young guys, they're really good. So it's like I don't want to give them up, but you also don't – you don't open the door and see Kyrie, KD, and AD and close it. So it's like you, you got to pick. You either pick the longevity of the youth or you pick guys that can bring a championship to New York today. Um, so, I mean, that as a Knicks fan, that's kind of what you have to go with. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely facing that. All right, before we move on here, who's the best Knicks rookie? Lay it on The me. best Knicks rookie? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm going to have to weirdly say Trier, only because if not nice. for that injury, he would have had the the most consistency out of the three of them. Yeah. Or the best consistency, rather. Um, but it's so hard because you look at Mitch now and it's like, oh, he's so good. You look at Kevin in December and you go, oh, he was so good. Um, so it's difficult. He was if so you're good. Asking me, if you're asking me to look at it outside of being just like a Knicks fanatic of these three, I, I would have to go through. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. See, I, I, go, I go Mitch, Trier, and then Knox. I'm not a big believer in Knox. I, I'm not I, – I, Okay, let me let me rephrase that. I'm not a big fan of his game this season. He's been highly inefficient. He's shooting like 36% from the field. Like that's bad. That's just fucking bad. Um so like yeah, I I I I would have expected more from a number 9 overall pick. And maybe I'm I'm maybe I'm showing a little bias. Um uh, against him because he was so highly drafted and like other guys like Robinson and sick in the second and Trier who wasn't drafted um, have been balling out and, and, and having, you know, less um, to their name. Um, but I, I still think Mitchell Robinson, man, like he has been like, he is still has out of any rookie this season um, by far the highest shooting percentage because he just fucking like hangs out around that paint and fucking like gets like dunks and buckets and everything else and doesn't 
doesn't stray too far outside his game, you know. And 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 one can say like how people criticize Ben Simmons never takes threes, blah 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 blah. Well, you know what? Like Russell Westbrook would be way better if he took like five less threes uh, a game. You know, like, uh, like I, I feel like that's a strange criticism. Like, okay, I can't make this <laughs> shot, so I don't take it. Um, like, right. I, you know, um, so like, if you can score the ball effectively in other ways, I don't think you necessarily have to take uh, the shots that people say you should take. Um, so no, I mean, I, I like the fact that he's highly effective. He, he's great at blocking. He's a leading rebounder. Um, oh, uh, maybe not the leading rebounder amongst rookies. I think Aiden's still that, but uh, but like yeah, he still so gets that. He was a walking double double. Dude, he, he yeah, but like Robinson still gobbles up rebounds. He like he's leading like several categories and like uh, runner up and and a lot of others. Um, I I I think he's got a lot of potential. And like keep in mind, he's a year behind everybody else. He didn't play college last year. Um, I don't know. I really like this kid. I really am pissed that my Hawks didn't take him at 33, I think. Um, we instead took somebody else and traded him, I think, uh, Devontae Graham, and traded him to the Hornets for two future seconds, um, which, you know, could turn I'd out also... to be something special. We'll, we'll see. But nevertheless, like, I – the fact that – the fact that we needed a center and didn't take Mitchell Robinson and he dropped that far was just so stupid um but uh you know it is what it is but uh you'd also what no i was gonna say i would also say uh as as a a a nod in your direction of putting mitch first what a lot of people don't know especially if you're not a knicks fan he can shoot the ball like mitches can yeah mid-range ball yeah no not just mid-range he can shoot the three ball they just they just never set him up to where he he actually does it no 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 I'm telling you, if you watch Summer League like with this kid, he could shoot. The, I, I'm not saying the guy will be like DeMarcus Cousins or, or Anthony Davis, but he could yeah. shoot the three ball. Um, but they just don't put him in situations where, where he needs to. They keep him in the post. But he can shoot the ball. So I would say he's the most. he has potential to be the most complete player out of the three of yes. them in all facets. Um, but one thing I will say, Nick, I want you to be a little bit more – lenient on when it comes to not he's doing the one thing I always wanted even if it's something you can't do consistently be aggressive just be aggressive yeah if that means sure. you're not necessarily knocking down shots you still have to take them like don't run away from it um you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take right Knox will become more efficient and I think when he does he'll impress you a little bit more because he is he is a solid not a great or a good but a solid defender um, and I do believe he could up his, his points per game and efficiency, but I do think he needs some help in the offseason from somebody. I would really like him to talk to Kobe, um, kind of like Jason Tatum did, where he made that leap. Um, well, maybe not this season. You don't necessarily see it from Jason, but you could see how he could be a scoring monster. Um, sure. I just want more from Knox, because if we don't get Kevin Durant, he's going to need to be our Kevin Durant. So I need to see him. Right become more efficient, and I do believe he can, and I think when he does, I think he will impress you more. Maybe not for you to like him more than Trier and Mitch, but just to respect him a little bit more uh, than where you have him at now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not high on him at all. 
like, I mean, he's not even close to stimping my top 10 rookies. Um, and you know what? Joel wanted to give me shit, but it sounds to me at least like you maybe not agree with me as far as like his ultimate ranking, but you agree with me in the sense that you, you have Trier and Robinson as far as like complete, complete players like ranked ahead of him currently anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing Joel was going off of is uh, that large sample size you got from Kevin Knox right after everyone was saying this guy was a bust, like they should have drafted like somebody else. See, and Kevin Knox came that. into it. No, 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 not you, not you. But a right, lot of right, people right. on like watching the, the Knicks shows and sports shows and stuff like that yeah, were I've saying been, like, I, yeah, hey, I've been, I've been facing yeah, it all year with Trey, so I get you. Right, right. So. uh just to see the stretch that he went on uh, in, in December I, I, and somewhat little, in January. That, and that's fine. I just I just think for, for Joel to have him as his sixth best rookie of the season is very homer. That's very biased. I would have that's to, all I'm saying. I would have to hear I would have to hear from Joel um, why he put him there, especially over Mitch yeah, in, in um in Trier. Uh, but I guess I guess if you look at it from to. Joel's standpoint Knox and, and Robinson have had the same kind of year in the sense of inconsistency. Like, Mitch had a horrible sure. start to the season, but it's gotten I just, better. I just Knox think, has had a horrible start, again, but it's gotten better. Yeah, but I just think that Robinson, like, he, he checks more of the boxes. And granted, like, right. and here's the thing. This is, this is why, like, I'm, I'm glad I was able to talk to you, and I, I do need to talk to you all about this. Because I don't get to watch all these games, like, that you all get to watch. Oh, all these Knicks games. I'm wondering if there's something in these games that I'm missing as far as, like, the, the, the stat lines don't show because the stat lines are very bad against Knox. Um, and they're not that bad against Trier or um, or Mitchell. Uh, so, like, you know, that's, that's the thing. But anyway, let's move on. We get so little time left, and we got two topics still remaining. Um, let, 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 let me get a, at least five, six, seven minutes to talk about my, my dude. Trey Young. Gotcha. Trey Young is going off, son. Uh, he and John Collins became the first players since Russ and KD to both drop 30-plus in, in the same game uh, in an overtime victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Dude, Trey has been fucking balling. He has been so good. Like, he's been great since the All-Star break, but he, I mean, this streak started, like, four, five weeks before that. Um, He's been balling. He and Collins have just, like, formed this, like, great dynamic duo that is so much fun to watch as a Hawks fan. And, like, just like you said, when I asked you the question, like, um, you know, essentially, like, is it good or bad for the Knicks to win these games? Um, I'm so glad you were like, I feel the same way about my Hawks. Like, I don't care. Like, at this point, I don't fucking care if we get, like, if Memphis surpasses us for the fifth worst record. Like, fuck it. Dude, I don't care. I just enjoy watching us fucking play and win these games. Um, It's so, like, last year, um, when we just had, like, John Collins as our young guy, and, you know, we had Prince, but, uh, you know, we had Schroeder and all these other guys. Um, 
Like, I was just like, God, like, why are you fucking, like, I was upset that we were winning games. And, like, this year I'm upset when we lose games. And, like, I can feel that, that tide shifting and that change in my, like, um, my mindset. Um, and it's so fucking exciting. Like, I, I, I can't really qualify it or quantify it, um, but it, it really is. It's, it's um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I can just feel it in my bones um, that this team is going to be good really fucking soon. Trey Young is going to be a fucking all-star um, in the next, like, couple seasons. Like, he's that dude. He's going to be great, um, which is, you know, something that I worried about earlier in the in the year. I always thought he was going to be decent um, just because like, his passing was evident, like, early on. Um, but, like, his shooting starting to catch up. He's starting to turn the ball over a little bit less. Um, and when he, like, really comes into his own and, and, like, really hones in on, like, his ball control and everything else, and his handle is just fucking ridiculous. Like, that shaking bait that he laid on Dude Buddy the other night and fucking posted up and dropped that three. Like, oh, dude, I was just like, oh, my fucking God, this motherfucker. Like, dude, I love it. And... I I just can't I can't say enough about this squad, man. I I just think they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Um, I, I still struggle to think who I want to get out of this draft to pair with them um, because Zion uh, like I, I, if if we get number one, I'm taking Zion. Because I'm I'm taking the best player available, and I'm gonna like try to make it work with him and John Collins. I don't know who plays center in in that respect, because um, I honestly I would think Zion would actually be a better center than John Collins defensively, um, simply because of his his bulk and his build and his ability to like prevent people from getting to the paint and his jumping ability. But his height, you know, is, is obviously an issue. Um, but like. You know, Collins has his defensive his defensive uh, qualms. Like he, he he's not really big enough to play center, and he's not really like um, he, his lateral movement is not really good enough to guard the perimeter, and that's a bit scary. Um, but nevertheless, like there's plenty of fours in the league that that have that same problem, um, and he can get better at it. So you know, we'll see if he does that. Um, but you know. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe R.J. Barrett would be the best fit for us, um, just just because of the the current construction of our team, um, and then like a guy like um, Jackson Hayes or or, or or maybe Nas Reed Lake. Um, I wouldn't take him uh, with that Mavs pick, but you know I might might take him uh, with our second round pick. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic, uh, you know, for the first time in a little while about my Hawks. I think we have a legit shot of making the playoffs next year, um, given the way the East is, um, and just the fact that, like, you know, the, the bottom feeders like Detroit and uh, uh, Washington and um, Miami and all those teams—they're just really old. Um, you know, if we don't make it next year, we're definitely going to make it the year after that, as long as we, you know, stay consistent. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy. Uh, shout out to uh, Trey and John. Uh, and fuck yeah, man, it's great. Uh, so I got to go on my little tangent. Uh, but yeah, what do, what do you like from these young hawks, and what do you think about them? Well, I can tell you right now, I love uh, Trey Young. <laughs> that kid He's is fucking nasty. Balling, he is nasty. Yes, I would is. even say, I would even say, the more I watch Trey Young, the more I question uh, if Kyrie is the best handles in the game. Because I'm just like. Think of the idea of a yo-yo. Like, that's what Trey Young is doing the guys out here. Um, Fucking Mr. Hot I love it. I I try to be, man. and I had to bring it back. It's been a while. Um, But his range also is deadly. Like, there's no place you feel safe with Trey Young being on that court. Um, I think the the issue he has, the same issue Dwayne Wade had uh, coming out of that draft, is that you have someone who just – clearly seems to be better than all the other rookies and Luka Doncic, um, like LeBron was, that you kind of forget, like, that kid Trey Young is really, really, really nice. And I think if you're a Hawks fan, you look at it and you kind of go, I think this is the best situation you guys could be in. I mean, well, other than you keeping Luka Doncic, um, is having a guy like Trey Young. Uh, To me, like, I feel comfortable knowing that I passed up on possibly up and coming great to pass up on someone who's becoming uh, in the same vein because I don't think you could look at Lucas' season and Trey's season and go if you're a Hawks fan you missed out because Trey is playing amazing basketball um, and like Hell you said yeah. he is going to be a future All Star so if I'm the Hawks I'm not really losing much sleep even though again probably should have kept Luka Doncic, but um, I'm really happy if I'm a Hawks fan with what I have. Yeah, and here's the thing. like, I, I'm glad you kind of brought up um, LeBron and D-Wade because, like, who was the first one to win a championship out of that draft class? D-Wade. Absolutely. Um, yep. And, I mean, you could see that happening. Like, it, it, it's all about what you put around them and the assets that you build, and maybe down the line, Travis Schlink is able to trade certain assets to get a guy who is a Shaquille O'Neal type to Dwayne Wade um, circa 06, 07 fucking uh, I guess, Miami Heat. I guess in Go your ahead. parallel, it depends on it depends on how high you are on KP. Because you could say Dallas might have gotten themselves uh, a player like that to team up with Luca that can make a lot of noise. Again, especially if Durant and DeMarcus Cousins both leave uh, Golden State, and now you're just worried about the big three again with Draymond, Clay, and mm-hmm. Steph. It opens everything up That's for true. everyone in the West. Um, and you look at no, KP no, no, and what's true, you, and they got and. And here's the thing, they, I mean, they got fucking dudes. Well, A, they, they got themselves cap space, too, by trading Barnes. Um, so they, they, you know, have freed themselves up to, you know, sign another Max player or sign somebody else who, a, a couple other dudes who could help them. Um, but they still have Hardaway. He's going to help them out. Um, and, you know, they got several other players. Uh, they, they picked up Courtney Lee. He'll be good off the bench. Um you know, I mean, yeah, they're going to be they're they're going to be fine. Um, but like, m- m- my point is this: is 
if you're if you were breaking down who are the best rookies at the beginning of the season, say like 20 games in, Trey would have been like 10th or maybe 15th. He's second now. Like he's a hard second now. Um, the only person you could possibly, to me, argue against him is Jaron Jackson and, you know, him getting hurt and everything. Um, and, like, Joel wanted to try to put DeAndre Ayton above him. DeAndre Ayton, like, maybe I'm I'm throwing a little shade at Ayton because he's playing on a shitty team. But, like, DeAndre Ayton doesn't play shit for defense. Like, as big as he is, I think I said this, like, earlier, like, this week. He's he's crawling through town without a three-point shot. Like, and, and that's not great. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not necessarily like what you wanted with the number one overall pick. Um, you'd much rather have Luca or Trey for that matter. Um, so in that in that sense, yes, like we gave up Luca to get Trey, uh, but dude, Trey's been balling, man. I, I love it. Um, all right, we got uh, just a few minutes left. You wanted to talk about this, I definitely am in favor of talking about this. Denver Nuggets, man, they got a chance to get the number one overall. See, they're a game behind the Warriors right now. What do you love about this Denver team, and do you expect them to get the number one seed? I do. I do expect them to get the number Me one too, seed. Me too, dude. I think they're going to get it. And I love their big man because – no one talks about him enough. And I think quietly he has become the best big man in the NBA. Um, his number yo, yo, Jawan, if you're having ball problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems, but your kid ain't one. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. That guy is freaking amazing. Um, I, I, I think because we look at Denver and we go youth, we go inexperienced, um, that we kind of just shoo them away. Uh, but I consider yeah. Denver to be the Kansas City Chiefs of the NBA. Um, yeah. I, I do feel as though Fuck they yeah. are that new hot team uh, yep. who has that, that, that star guy who can just do everything. Um, as long as they don't come up against Golden State, a.k.a. the Patriots, I think they'll be great in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think we forget about them. And if they if they get number one seed, that to me will lock up uh, Mike Malone. I believe is the head coach's name getting uh, yeah. head coach of the year. That that'll my lock coach it up. of the year. Yeah, that'll lock it's it. It's my up. coach of the year right now, despite the number one seed. So. Oh, okay. Well, you're not wrong. The biggest point Joel made to me because <laughs> I was going to give it to I was going to give it to your ex coach. Uh, but the biggest point Joel made to me was not only the the injuries that floated throughout Denver and for them mm-hmm. to still be number two in the West, but the biggest reason yep. why they deserve it over Milwaukee, they don't have a Giannis. They don't have a Giannis. They don't. As skilled and as great as I just said, yep. uh, I can never pronounce Yoke his name, did. but I'll leave it to you, as, as I think he is. He's still not Giannis. Like, Giannis is a LeBron, Kevin Durant caliber player. Denver doesn't have that, and they're number two in the West, the same West yeah. that LeBron is struggling to even make it into the playoffs of. Yes, so that exactly. Alone is why Malone is your, your coach of the year. Goddamn right. He should be the coach of the year. I don't care 
Like, dude, I love Budenholzer, and he's done a great job. But, like, the, what Mike Malone has been able to do is, is just ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, no, dude, I fucking love this team. Um, we, I mean, we saw Will Barton. Uh, I mean, he's finally gotten healthy again, and he's fucking balling out. Um, he's just such a – like, he, he, he reminds me of, like, Covington. In fact, he's just so underrated. He's like kind of a low-paid, like a, a team-friendly contract type player, um, and just man, he balls out. He's so good, um, and like Gary Harris gets the slightly bigger contract, and like he's better than Gary Harris to me, like just in general. Um, but Jamal Murray um, is is like can go off for forty in any given game. Uh, Jokic is super consistent. Um, he's going to get you like seven, eight assists a game, if not more, he's going to get you like seven, eight rebounds, if not more. Um, and then he's going to get you like 20 points. Like, dude, he's so fucking good. Like the way he operates at the top of the paint, like, and, and just like facilitating for the rest of this team. And the fact that they have Jamal Murray as their point guard, like so it, it so works with Jokic as their center. Like, I don't even think they realized how great they were building a team when they drafted these guys. I don't think they have that kind of foresight to understand how well they would these guys would play together. Um, but they do. And then that wild card like that we talked about um, maybe, what, two, three weeks ago. Isaiah Thomas has finally come back, and he's fucking balling, son. He's fucking playing really, really well. And, like, dude, he, he played great in that uh, that last game. I forget who they played. Um, but, like, like he is going to be, like, a guy who can come in and get you buckets and bring you energy. And, like, dude, I, I just love this team. And the fact – and, too, the fact that they, like, had so many injuries early on in the season and all these other guys had to step up. You know, you're, you're Malik Beasley, um, you're uh, um, uh, Monty Morris. Like, these guys had to step up and play, and now they're getting, you know, they, they got those minutes, they were able to fucking play, and now you're comfortable plugging them in, and they have, like, this, this weird depth that you wouldn't expect from them, but they have it because these guys – had these opportunities early on in the season, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs, dude. Like, they're going to be really fucking good. Um, I'd be surprised, like, if, like, honestly, like, I hope they get the the number one seed. Um, but regardless, um, the number one, number two seed, whatever, um, they're going to be good. Real quick. We got about five minutes. Um, My number one thing with the Western Conference playoffs, I do not want the OKC Thunder to play the Houston Rockets in the first round, which is a very viable possibility at this point. And the reason being, I don't want the fucking... Warriors to get another pass in the playoffs with having to play the the two quality fucking opponents potential like maybe they don't get there 
But, like, I don't want those two teams to play in the first round because I, I want the Warriors to have to play at least one of those teams in the second round. I don't think it's fair. Uh, well, I won't say fair, but, like, I've, I've, I think the basketball gods have been too generous to the Warriors as far as their, their, their playoff, uh, their second-round opponents. Um, do you agree with me in this? Like they should have to play at least either the Rockets or the Thunder in the second round. Well, that was the biggest reason why I kind of wanted them to play <clears throat> excuse me, LeBron first round because, like, albeit we did say they'll probably get swept, like, LeBron would do a, a little bit of damage, you would assume, just a little bit. Um, rough them up before they get into the second round. I don't but know. Yeah, I, 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 I think pro- the Kings – Probably not. I, I, I'd favor the Kings to win – at least one game. I don't. I. 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 I, <laughs> I, I think the Kings would be better. Maybe. Maybe the Kings would. Well, maybe the thing. Maybe the Kings would would win one game, but like maybe the Lakers would like like make them give maximum effort for four games. Um, I don't know. But I'll say this. But like, yeah, I would even but back to my. I would even lean towards the the Kings winning two games. Both at home. Um, yeah, yeah. That's how much I like the King. I think they could win two at home. Um, but, Maybe. yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't want to see OKC and Houston play each other because, you know, once one of them gets canceled out, it's kind of like you kind of wanted the, the Warriors to play one of those guys. So I, I don't blame you in that, in that idea at all. But if we know anything, Nick, for the past four years, I think going on five, the Warriors just haven't had that tough of competition heading into the, the finals. Exactly. I don't see this year being any different, unfortunately. Yep. So it, so what you're saying is that the fucking Rockets will end up being in the sixth seed and the fucking Thunder will be a three seed, and that's what will Unfortunately, yes. Yep. That's going to be how it happens. Uh, so you heard it here first, folks. That's that's what's going to happen. And the Warriors are going to have another cakewalk uh, straight into the finals. Um, and, I, again, I don't understand the basketball gods. Like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> um, it makes no sense. Like, at least they could have some amount of competition. Like, not that either one of these teams are going to beat them, but, like, it'd be nice that they, you know, had to play a six-game series um, a couple times throughout the uh, throughout the playoffs. Granted, they did have that seven-game series against the the Rockets last season, and and, and you know if CP3 didn't go down, they probably would have lost that series. Um, just like let's be honest. Uh, but you know, if there's one thing you can count on more than the Warriors getting a cakewalk to the finals, it's that CP3 will get hurt. And <laughs> yeah, um, yep. It, that that's just how it goes. Um, but anyway, Jawan, as always, man, thank you for joining me. It's been uh, it's been a very fun show. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. I hope Absolutely. you have as well. Uh, people out there, be sure to check out Deep Vibes Live this Sunday. What is it? Eight o'clock? What are we posted now? Five. That's anytime Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday. We're going to post it up Sunday. So just look for it on Sunday. Whatever time Juwan feels like posting it up, he will post it up. 
Uh, but, yeah, it'll be up there on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, look out for that. We'll be back next Monday, Tuesday, rather. Tuesday, next Tuesday, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, and uh, we're going to be breaking down all of the various NBA topics uh, that have gone on between now and then. Uh, but until then, I just want to say it's been a great show. And peace. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.